have your Bibles today, turn with me to the book of 2 Timothy, if you would. 2 Timothy, Sister Deanna asked me if we were going to Habakkuk again. Well, we may go back there later, but uh, for this week, I've got a message on 2 Timothy in the fourth chapter. Let's all stand as we honor God's Word by standing. And uh, I'm going to read verses uh, 6 through 8. And... Um, this is Apostle Paul speaking. He said, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearance. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of it. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thankful for the Apostle Paul. He, he, he was a great missionary and a great man. And, and Lord, uh, he, he, he followed the Lord and did what the Lord would had give him to do. And we're, we pray, Lord, that we can have a few more Apostle Pauls in this day that are willing to do what the Lord would have them to do and, and, Follow the Lord and, and follow him in whatever he has given them to do. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Thank you. Take care of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. We're speaking, uh, uh, the title of my message this morning is A Dying Christian's Testimony. A Dying Christian's Testimony. How many of you, now you don't have to raise your hand, but I'm just asking this question. To get you to think, and how many of you have been with somebody when they died, and they give their testimony of what they uh, believe as far as salvation is concerned? You know, not many people, really. Not many people. I, I've been with a couple of people who have done that. I was I was with a man one time when he died, and he gave his testimony of how the Lord saved him and. And, and how the Lord took care of him all during all of his life, and he was thankful that he had come to this day, uh, that this day in his in his life, that he can uh, thank the Lord for what He's done for him. And uh, also was with a woman one time. This was all. This was in Kentucky. I was also with a woman one time that passed away. And she did the same thing. And she thanked the Lord for everything and thanked the Lord that she was one of his children and, and, and such. And so uh, uh, that there are people who do give a dying Christian's testimony. Now, Apostle Paul is a great example of one that did that. And we want to talk about that today and we want to pray that the Lord will see fit uh, to bless us today with this message. Now, uh, this joyful testimony, of course, we've already said, came from the great Apostle Paul. But listen where he was, and what he what, at the time he prayed this prayer, and at the time he gave this testimony, he was in a dark Roman dungeon. He was waiting on his hour of doom. He knew what was going to happen. And I don't know how many of you, uh, and, and I hope none of you, 
even though one time I did, but uh, how many of us ever put in jail and you put in a drunk tank, they called it. And uh, I know they tell you to find a place to sit or find a place to lay. And it's hard to find a place to lay because there's, there's puke and there's everything all over the floor and everywhere. And I'm sure these dungeons wasn't any better that the Apostle Paul was in. But here, here was a man, no telling. Most of the time in those days, they would strip a, a, a man naked and they would put him in those dungeons and, and, and leave him there until he either died or, or whatever was going to happen to him came. And uh, so when we think about this, when a man's life has come to what Paul's life came to, you know, Paul had been a great missionary, had done a great work for the Lord, and as a result of it, you know, his dying day, you know, he was in this condition. But yet he, he was still speaking of what the Lord had done for him and thankful that he had done the things that he had done, how the Lord had carried him through. And, and he talks about some things here, and that's what we're going to talk about the rest of this message. We find that when he speaks about his testimony, he speaks of a victorious past. You know, he, he says as a soldier, he, he was a soldier in the, in the Lord's army, every one of us. Whether we like it or not, whether we want to be or not, we are soldiers in the Lord's army. You, you're, you know, some of you say, well, I've never been in the army. Well, you're in one now. You're, you're, in a, you're, you're soldiers in the Lord's army. And, and so the Lord expects his soldiers to fight for him. Paul says, I have fought a good fight in verse 7. So he speaks of a victorious past. I have fought a good fight. In verse 7, he had been in many battles during his life as a Christian. He'd been in many of them. Paul was, uh, if you study Paul's life, you find that three times, three times he was left on the side of the road for dead. They stoned him, and they stoned him so badly that they thought he was dead, and so they took him out and they dumped his body on the side of the road. Three times. And he was went to cities to preach, and this happened to him. And one time he was shipwrecked. Uh, the Lord, he he had a, a shipwreck, and 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 so many, there's many many things happened to the Apostle Paul. You know, I I've always said this. I've said this many times over the years. I don't believe enough happens to us. Now you say, Lord, uh, we don't want it. But I don't believe enough happens to us. I believe if, if, if we had to fight some of the battles that the Apostle Paul had to fight, I believe that we would, we would run to the Lord's house on, on uh, Sundays and Wednesday nights. We, would, we, would, we couldn't wait to be in the Lord's house. We couldn't wait to study his word. And as Brother Wayne Massey says, we couldn't wait to hear the preachers preach. And certainly that's... Uh, uh, that's what will happen if we are in some of the battles that the Apostle Paul was in. He had been in a lot of battles. He told the, the Ephesian church, he, he told them, he said, For we wrestle not 
against flesh and blood. But here's another one of the great battles that Paul was in. We're in them today, too, is that we, uh, we, uh, we, but, uh, but we're against the, for well, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in, in, in this present world. And so let me tell you, folks, there's a lot of things out there that we come up against, a lot of things that we, that we fight against in, in this world, and uh, a lot of them we can't see them. You know, that, that's the sad part about it. I've, I've never been afraid of anybody I could see. But when you can't see anything, I was sitting back there in my study early this morning, and I heard something fail. It sounded like it somebody threw a chair across the, the room. And I said, oh, man, who could that be? And uh, I thought myself, well, who's come to church this morning drunk? Because it sounded like, it, it did, it sounded like somebody threw a chair. So here I come out of my study, and somebody might say, well, I, that's when I'd have locked the door and stayed in there. But I came out of my study, and I looked around. I could not find a thing. So you, you think that some things aren't here to scare you? There's a lot of things, that there's a lot of things in this life that we have to fight that just scares us to death. Sickness is one of them. Sickness is one of them. It's a, uh, sickness is a, is a power that we can't control. We can't control. You know, I've, I've often said, well, I pray, Lord, that you don't uh, let me have to suffer uh, before I leave this world. But that's something you can't control. You know, you go to bed one night feeling good, you wake up next morning feeling terrible. And, and sometimes in this day and time, everybody says, gets out of bed and they say, thank the Lord I don't have the pandemic, I don't have the COVID, you know, this morning, today. But before that, before you go to bed that night, you can have it. I mean, that's, that's, that's some of the powers that we fight against today. And, and we, you know, nobody wants to be sick. Nobody wants to get anything. Nobody wants to get the flu. Nobody wants to get the COVID. Nobody wants to even get a cold. I don't even want to get a cold. I've got one of those now. I've had it for now for about a week. And, uh, and uh, but you, we don't want to get that. Somebody, somebody says, well, there's nothing to a cold. Well, it is with me, you know, because of the fact is that we, we fight against these things, against these powers, uh, and... Uh, and, and the rulers of darkness in this world. You know, there's a lot of them out there. Satan has his, you know, Satan has billions and billions of angels out there just to irritate God's people. They're out there, and, and I, I do believe that we, there's good angels out there that are watching out over us, but there's also bad angels out there that are, that are bringing everything they can up on God's children and to get them to stop doing the things that they're doing. Now, Paul goes ahead and he speaks of a good race. He speaks of a good race. He says, I have finished my course. I tell you, that's a good race to run. 
That's a good race to run. I tell you, I, I hope and pray that I can lay on my deathbed someday and say, Lord, I've, I've finished my course. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be offered up. I've finished my course. The Lord has specially marked out his course for him. He, now listen, he, he, he marked out his course. The Lord marked out his course for him. The Lord speaking to an, an Ananias said, Go and tell Saul, who later became Paul, go and tell him what I've got for him to do. He's, he's blind. He's sitting there and blind, and he, he doesn't know uh, uh, what's going on with him. And, and he told uh, the Lord told Ananias, go, go and tell him. He says, Go thy way, talking to Ananias. He said, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto, vessel unto me. To hear my name, to bear, I'm sorry, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. He didn't say do, he said he must suffer for my name's sake. I'll tell you folks, when, when, you, when you get in deep into the Lord's work, doing the Lord's work, it becomes suffer. It really does. It becomes suffer. There's there's things that you just uh, you just don't realize. You don't realize what 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 they're going through. I I saw where uh, Brother Willard Powell has has quit preaching now. But how old is he? Ninety something, ninety two, ninety three, somewhere along in there. But anyway, uh, Brother David West preached his last message at ninety three years old. 93 years old, and he died at 97, I believe it was. And uh, and I tell you, there's a lot of battles these these old preachers preach have, have have followed. A lot of battles, they a lot of things they've come up against. Paul said, but Paul uh, speaks of this as being a good race. God gave him a good course to follow, and he followed that course. God ordained him to run. To run uh, among many obstacles, which proved hard for any runner. You know, it's it's one thing to to run, but when they put something in front of you, and uh, these runners, you get these runners out here, and they'll they'll run a while, and then they'll jump a thing. They'll run a while, and they'll jump something. Uh, when I'm running, when I was running in the military, I didn't feel like jumping nothing. And but the thing about it was is we, we run into a lot of obstacles uh, out there on the way. But Paul called it a, it, it was a good race. The Holy Ghost witnessed to the great apostle Paul, and he said, save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying bonds and afflictions abide me. God told him. The Holy Spirit told Paul, said, said you're going to come up against a lot of terrible things. Now, who want to run a race like that? Paul called it a good race because he finished it. It's a good race because he finished it. Wasn't that race wasn't that bad? I finished it. But but who who would want to go in a race when they know that these things are going to come up against them? Who would want to do that? Not many people today. I can tell you, not many people today want. They they don't want any kind of affliction. Uh, while they serve the Lord. They don't want anything to happen to them. Uh, it is our race to run and look for the Lord to guide us. How many today are in that race? 
Let me answer that. Not many. There's not many in that race today. Most today run the course they set for their own lives. Not the course that the Lord set for them. They run the course that they set for their own lives and, and, and their own uh, a way of, of, of what the course they want to run. You know, of course I want to run. It's like somebody told me one time, they said, I, I, I don't need to be in church every Sunday. I've got other things I want to do. Well, that's a person that has set their course for another, another, another route. They have, that's not the course the Lord has for us. And I've said this many times before, you can't find the word vacation in the Bible. You can't find the word, just like Brother Willard Pyle said, you can't find the word retire nowhere in the Bible. You, you, you can't find the word uh, uh, do this or that other than what the Lord had told you to do in the Word of God. You can't find anything. The Bible says it's okay to do some of the things that people do. You can't find that in the Word of God. I've had people ask me, uh, uh, you know, is it okay if, if I do this? I don't know. I don't know if it's okay or not. And the only person I know is is myself. What's okay and what's not okay to do? I don't know. Then, then Paul speaks as a believer. Here, here, here is here is one that speaks as a believer. He says, "I have kept the faith." How many of us can say that today? How many of us, if we were on our deathbed when we leave church today, God forbid, when we leave church today, we become on our deathbed? How many of us can say, I have kept the faith? Paul's not bragging. Paul's just telling the truth about himself. He's telling the truth as a believer. He says, I have kept the faith. Every truth the Lord trusted the great apostle with, he kept. Every one of them. Paul never did teach anything any different. I've said this many times before. In 55 years, soon will be, 55 years in the ministry, I haven't changed one bit on what I believe and what I stand for. I haven't changed one bit on on anything. I still believe the same thing I believe when the Lord taught me these things back 55, 54 years ago, going on 55 years, the Lord taught me these things. Every truth the Lord trusted the great apostle Paul with, he kept. He preached and presented the gospel of God's amazing grace just as the Lord had, had revealed it to him. He, he says there, and he, he, come, he was so true. Paul was so sure that he was preaching the truth when he preached the gospel. Uh, and uh, and I, I hope and pray that I can be like this, you know, that's so sure that he was preaching the truth that he even said this. And here's something, if any man preach any other gospel than what I preach, he didn't, I added that, if any man preach any other gospel, let him be accursed. Paul told the, the Galatian church, I'm preaching the truth of the gospel to you. If any man comes to you and preach anything else, it's wrong. I tell you today, I've come to conclusion today that a lot of Christians today will follow anything. I'm serious about that. A lot, a lot of Christians today will follow anything, anything that sounds good. 
anything that sounds good to them, they'll follow it. And and it, it's sad, but uh, but that's uh, that's where it is today. You know, you you don't when you hear somebody say something and they put their name after it. How do you know what they believe and what they stand for? You know, Armenians preach a gospel, but not they don't preach a gospel of truth. Let me say that again. Armenians preach a gospel, but they don't preach a gospel of truth. You know, anybody that adds anything to it or takes anything away from it is not preaching a gospel of truth. Anybody that says that you can pray yourself into heaven is not preaching the gospel of truth. Anybody that says you can work uh, enough and to a point to where you can go to heaven, they're not teaching you the truth. You know, they're, they're, just not, they're just not teaching the truth. Paul was so sure of the truth that he preached that he said, if any man preach any other gospel, let him be accursed. Then he had a peaceful presence. Paul had a peaceful presence. He said, I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Paul knew that as soon as they came and got him, where they were taking him to. Like, like, a, like an old turkey at Thanksgiving time, they, took, they were taking him to cut his head off. Boy. I've even felt sorry for turkeys. I used to feel sorry for chickens. My mom used to grab one in each hand and she'd sling them like this until she'd be holding a head in her hands and a chicken be flopping around out there. I thought to myself, why does my mom do that? And then I'd eat the chicken just like sit there and eat it like it was the best thing there was. Mom would tell us kids, she'd say, that's, that's the old chicken that I was, that I wrung, wrung the necks off of them. It was good, you know. I didn't care if they didn't have their heads on; they were good, good eating, really was. But Paul had a peaceful departure. Death to the great apostle had no sting; it had no terror, none whatsoever. Now think about that. We're talking about the testimony of a dying Christian. The testimony of a dying Christian. And Paul, Paul's death had no sting or terror. He said to Philippians, For I am in straits between two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ is far better than anything else that I'm doing. Far better. I believe that, really. I really do. I believe that sometimes my life would be far better if the Lord would come on and take me and get me out of this. I tell you, I've thought about that many times. Far better. Everything God has for the believer is far better than living in this old sinful world. Everything God has is far better than living in this old sinful world. You know, why? this world's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. As one preacher said, worster, worster, and worster. This world is going to get worse. Tomorrow it's going to be worse. Next day it's going to be worse, you know. And, and you'll say, well, all people got to do is just start doing the right thing and 
get things back the way the, the past president had it, that's not going to heal it. That's not going to heal it. It may make things better in our, in our hearts and our minds, but that's not going to get any better. You know, uh, uh, I, I, I voted for Donald Trump, and I'd vote for him again. I don't care if they do take it down. I'd vote for him again. But I want to tell you, he doesn't have the answer. God's got the answer for everything. Paul said it is far better to go ahead and go on to heaven than it is to live in this world the way it is. Far better. And he said he had a blissful future. Paul had a blissful future. He, he had something that he really looked as wonderful. He had a wonderful future. Here's what he said. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. He could have stopped right there, but he didn't. Shall give me that day, and he says, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Do we have a crown waiting on us? I, I get afraid sometimes that we maybe we don't. Do we have a crown? Do we have a crown waiting on us? Has God got a crown up there with our jewels, the jewels He has given us in it? You know, I used to tell people, "Well, you're a jewel in my crown." They say, "Oh, brother Paul, what are you talking about?" Let, let me tell you, folks. How many jewels do we have in the crown that the Lord has laid up for us? Like old Buddy, uh, I can't remember Buddy's last name now, but anyway, old Buddy uh, Wilson. There, there were three Buddy Wilsons that preached at the same time uh, in, in those times. But like old Buddy Wilson said one time, he, he brought that empty fish stringer. I've told this several times, but I'm telling it again. He brought that extra, he brought that fish stringer to and laid it up on the pulpit, had it around his neck. He walked in. He was preaching in a meeting at our church in Kentucky. And he walked in and he took that fish stringer off and he laid it on the pulpit. And he got to a point in his message when he held that fish stringer up. He said, Every one of you are going to go before the Lord with an empty fish stringer. You've got you have nothing to offer him. Nothing to offer him, nothing to give him. You have nothing to say that, Lord, you've been good to me. I have, I have run the race. I have followed the course. I've done what you would have me to do. And I promise you, if you've done that, when he hands you that crown, there's going to be jewels in it. And each jewel is going to be precious. They really are. Each jewel is going to be precious. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to sit down at his feet and pick every one of them out and give them back to him. Give them back to him. This is yours, Lord. This is yours, Lord. I, I don't deserve this. This is yours. You're going to give them back to him. I heard a preacher say one time more pe people lose more jewels than they gain. People lose more jewels sometimes than they gain. 
Does this not teach us that his appearing has a great influence upon our lives? Sure it does. Look, look for the Lord to come. It's no vain thing to do. Just remember, and every man that has this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. That's what John said in 1 John 3, 3. Every man that has this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. It was Peter who said, And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. 1 Peter 5 and verse 4. Let me, let me read that again. And when, a chief, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall, have, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. What a, what a great testimony. What a great testimony that we can say for sure that we're going to receive that crown. We're going to receive that crown of glory. I preached on the crowns several years, a few years back. I preached on the different crowns that a, that a child of God are going to get. And, I, and, and all I can say in closing in this message today is, may God bless your life with this great hope. May God bless your life with this great hope that someday, every one of you, every one of you are going to meet that day. You're going to come to that day in your life. You're going to come to the day in your life when you are going to have to be on your deathbed. You can't stop it. You can't stop it. It's coming. And you can't stop it. And what, what will you say? Will you go out of this world kicking and screaming and carrying on and going on? Or will you go out of this world like the Apostle Paul did? To the very minute right up to the time when they dropped that sword or whatever it was they cut his head off with. When they dropped that sword, he had those wonderful thoughts in his mind. I've done, I've done exactly what the Lord would have me do. If you haven't done that, you can't say it. If you, have, if you haven't done it, you can't, you can't testify of that. But he testified of it. He said, I, I've, I've done what the Lord would have me do, and I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm ready to be offered up. I'm ready to go. My goodness, look at my life now. I'm ready to go. He'd been beaten. He'd been stoned. Can you imagine what he looked like? And he was blind, too. Can you imagine he couldn't even see what was going on around him? But he was stoned to death just because of something he preached, something he said that the people didn't like. Just like today, you know, we say things that people don't like. And, and, uh, and that's because it's the truth of the Lord, truth of the word. And I pray the Lord will see fit to bless you today. And I pray that he'll take care of you. And I pray that.